ML Nation, episode 255. That's what keeps me on, on edge and try to keep myself sharp by just constantly you know, doing a little bit more today than I did yesterday and learning to do it a little bit better and passing that on to other people as we try to build our business. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. For just $1, you can get all access to over 17 training courses, weekly coaching, you can ask me questions, 30 newsletters, and network with top distributors. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that is MLMNationInsider.com. Hey, MLM Nation, it's Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact on many lives as possible. And that's why I founded ML Nation. You know, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing professional because number one, MLM allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. MLM also allows us to give back more. And number three, MLM allows us to be better parents because we're always leading by example. Our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors achieve a full-time income. You, the reason I ask you that is you must have a clear purpose and vision. Otherwise, you never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing trainings and stories just like ML Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's review of the day. It comes from my buddy, John Leung. I should recognize that name. It says, from Vancouver, John says, Simon's done so much for our industry. I had the privilege to meet him several times. And he's just as fun and personal as can be. Oh, thank you. I hope I am. Uh, I credit him as a big part of our rank advancement in our company. My wife and I highly recommend this material for anyone that wants to succeed. This does not only apply to business, but can be applied to family as well. A successful business only comes from a happy home environment. It's funny how my kids even know Simon as we tune into his podcast and live feeds. They ask, is that Simon Chan on the computer? Thank you all. Thank you for all you do, Simon, inspiring so many others. So John Leung, thank you so much. I'll remember the times, I always remember the times you first contacted me, reached out to me, been on my webinars, and when we finally met in person in uh, for those jogging sessions early in the morning, I... And you didn't quit. We ran up those hills. I appreciate that. So thank you for leaving a review. Um, if this show has helped you in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They really mean a lot to us. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, whether I mean, the other day I read it, not so, someone gave me a three stars. Hey, I appreciate that. Great comment. Great feedback. You know, doesn't necessarily need to be five stars. Just give it to me honest. That's the way I can improve as well. And lesson from John too. You know, a lot of the lessons you learn from ML Nation, from these top leaders, from what you learn from me, Carol's definitely can be applied to your home life, personal life. I've grown so much personally just from the self-development I've learned from this profession. So it's one of the reasons I give back. I love it so much. So thank you again, John. And uh, now let's get to, to today's show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I am fried up to bring our special guest today, Dennis Ligon. Dennis, are you ready to make it happen? I uh, sure am, Simon. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. Dennis Ligon has a traditional business owner for 23 years with a chain of indoor tanning spas. 
He started with one in 1993, have now grown to 19 locations, doing over $10 million a year in the business. However, that didn't stop Dennis from being attracted to network marketing. He got attracted to MLM because of the low startup costs, low overhead, and the ability to earn residual income with the same potential as the traditional business model. Doing the business part-time, Dennis has earned over $2 million in seven years with his initial company, and he did it, like I said, with no previous experience and part-time. And we're going to talk about the secret of how he did it with no experience. Um, Dennis also fortunately met his wife, Sue, through network marketing, and they've been married for five years. They now build a business together, and Dennis is really just getting started in network marketing. So Dennis, I've given Emma, uh, I've given Emma Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and um, how you went from spa owner, and how did you get introduced to network marketing? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I found network marketing by accident, but when I graduated college, I got into uh, direct sales. Had a science background, but really didn't want to get into science, so got into direct sales and sort of cut my teeth in sales. Loved it, and that led to eventually retail sales, where I started the tanning salon and grew that into a large chain as it is today. And then about well, about seven or eight years ago, I was just looking around on the internet one day and saw a drink that looked pretty cool. I inquired about it, and that's what led to network marketing. I never had anybody ask me, believe it or not, to get in a network marketing company. You know, I always hear you're supposed to ask your friends. So I said, dang, I might not have many friends, but no one asked me to get into the company. So, uh, so I discovered it online and wrote to about four people, and one of those answered me. And that's sort of how I got started down the business. So you were just uh, researching and uh, found this drink, and you messaged four people, and only one person got back to you. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, what were the other three? My first question is, what are the other three people doing? Well, you know, they were in the business still because I met a couple of them later, and I didn't kind of rub it in or anything or say, you know, that because uh, we, we had rank advanced pretty high at that point. But it was just, I guess, it was one of those things where they just didn't take the time to follow up, you know, or at least get back in touch with somebody. And one person did. And because they did that, we were able to build a pretty pretty large team uh, underneath those folks and with their help as well, of course. But it was, a, it was a good environment and a good relationship. And I was able to learn a lot. And that's what I loved about the business is compared to my traditional business where I spent a lot of money to learn the business and paid for every bit of advice I got. With network marketing, you pretty much could learn on the go without spending any money. I mean, you now can go, as you get a little more refined, you can get some better coaching. But then it was free advice. Everybody was willing to help you for free. And I love that. So I was able to scale it up pretty quick um, with just some good mentors. Yeah, well, great great advice here. Uh, the th- number one is follow up, follow up, follow up. Sucks for those three people who didn't follow up with you. Um, so you got started. How did you do uh, in your first couple weeks? Did really well. Um, got you know, I made it made a big joke of it in that um, it took me about six years to turn a profit in my tanning business. So you can imagine traditional business, you spend about a quarter million dollars to get open, and you borrow money from everybody you know. So Simon, if I knew you back then, I probably owed you money. Uh, so just to get open, and it took me six years before I finally got a return on my investment. In network marketing, you start for a few hundred bucks, and I had all my money back within six days. So that was my pretty that was pretty much my speech. Six years traditional business to get my money back, six days in network marketing to get my money back. And from that point on, it was pure profit from, from the, after the very first week. So the first year did real well. And by the second year, it was in six figures, always working this six to seven hours a week. So it was a great model that I learned from some great mentors who helped me. And I just followed what they said to do and just continued on at that, pro- at that um, and the only time I ever got off track is, 
is when I tried to do some things on my own, you know, that had never been proven and I would get myself off track. But once I, you know, get back onto the system, I would get the results. Got it. So, so let's talk a little bit about part-time. Um, you're doing it six, seven hours a week. You're running these you know, salons, which you still have. Do you still have those? Yes, sir. So how do you do it? How did you manage? A lot of people say, I don't have time. I could do this. How did you make time to do the business? Well, you know, the funny thing is in traditional business, and this is, gosh, the biggest difference between networking and traditional, in that traditional business, you will have the same headaches or more so that you have in network marketing. And But when, when you're running up against it in traditional, you've been in three or four or five years and you still haven't taken a paycheck, you can't just quit. You can't just say, you know what, this isn't working out for me. I think I'll quit because you're on. You're, you got a lease that you're on the hook for for several more years, and you've got a lot of money to pay back. So you have to figure it out. So you literally dig deep and you you search for answers. Well, in network marketing, it doesn't, you didn't have that pressure. But what I would do is simply say, I've got to dedicate so many hours a week and stay stay consistent with that. And so. Literally, everybody has hours. You do what you want to do. You know, some people they watch TV, some might be reading the paper or whatever they may do. But you, you do have to give up a few things if you want, you know, certain successes. And so I just literally plan on certain hours a week that I would just treat that just like I would a job. Because instead of treating it like a business, sometimes you treat it like a job. You're expected to show up. So I acted like I was employed by myself, and as a, as my employer or the employee. I had to show up for seven hours a week. And so I would show up and do the activities and being consistent with that and having a team with me. Some of the first people that I enrolled were consistent just like that. We all bought into that uh, mindset and we created success. Hmm. I like how you said you treat it like a job. I think the problem that we're marking is everyone wants to be their own boss, but they don't want to be their own employee. Right, and you do have to show up. So if I want to be my own boss, but you don't show up. So what, what pockets of the day did you do it? I mean, did you do? Did you have a consistent routine, like a specific hour that you take off from your traditional business and do it? What would you do? Well, generally, a lot of the things we did would probably be considered wrong. Now we had a meeting every Saturday night at eight o'clock at my house, and we built the business the first four or five months with meetings at my house, not at you know the traditional way you would do it is okay, Simon. I got you going in. Maybe we'd have a, an event at your house. We just had them all at my house. We didn't know any better, but it still worked. And it worked because we had so much enthusiasm and belief. I mean, people were just excited. Heck, we didn't even understand the pay plan, but we were just excited. We knew we were getting a check and we were making money and we were building something. And all of that was exciting. And, and it's like when I hire somebody in my traditional business, you'll have people who apply and they're like, they want to add value. They're like looking at ways they can make our company better. Well, you love hiring those people. And you have others that come to work for you, and the first question out of their mouth is, uh, how much vacation time do I get? And I think sometimes when people start their own business, the first thing they want to do is give themselves two weeks vacation. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you look to add value and really work hard at something and you're passionate about it, and that's where it all starts, uh, you can do some big things and you can surprise yourself. But the biggest, gosh, one of the biggest caveats of this industry is you get to surround yourself with other people who are like-minded as you and they keep pushing you. And that helps you to achieve more than you probably could ever achieve on yourself by yourself. So I love being around that dynamic of people, whether you're upline, downline, crossline, but they're all you know going in one direction, building something. And so that is exciting. And by being uh, centered on that, we 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 carved out the time, and we were very we were very uh, uh, protective of that time that we did every week, and we consistently did that for the first few years. And that's basically how we got some traction and built a, a pretty large business. Yeah, I like. This. I like how you said it. It's about protecting that time, the valuable time. And 
are treating it like a job, right? Like if you job, you always show up. I think the sad thing is a lot of people, uh, they will show up for their boss at work, but they won't show up for themselves in this business. But you had a culture where every Saturday night, doesn't matter what happens, we're going to your house and you're protecting the time. You're doing it over and over again. Um, getting back to you, you know, when you email me, uh, uh, I thought this was really good and wanted you to talk a little bit about it. Um, because, I mean, you touched upon a little bit, but when you go deeper, in the traditional business, you invested all this ton of money. You're basically stuck in the hole. You can't just quit, right? And in network marketing, because success is all about mindset. And, and you, I think your private success, you have that business mindset. I mean, in traditional business, you think of whatever, half a million dollars, whatever, you're stuck in there. You just can't say, oh, um, this uh, tanning salon business doesn't work. Let's go sell surfboards or, or let's go uh, sell cars now. You're stuck there. But in network marketing, we tend to, because the investment is so cheap, we tend to look for the next hot thing. Can you share a little bit about that? Because I think that's so, that's what's missing. Well, you know, it's like, I think everybody's heard the concept of being in your comfort zone that uh, most of us just sort of lay in that comfort zone. Well, when you're in traditional business and you go deep in debt, or let's say, like we had a hurricane hit here recently, and I made a little uh, Facebook Live about my, the cost of me running my business is around $25,000 a day is what it cost my wife and I to run our business. And so if you're closed for two days, that's $50,000 going out the door with nothing coming in. So, you know, you can get pretty much out of your comfort zone really quick. Now, in network marketing, if you don't have much invested and the cost is very low to run the business, you can sort of lay in your comfort zone. And if you're not motivated, you don't get out of it. And it's like uh, back when I was back in my poor days, you know, if I would just coast along, all of a sudden I get a flat tire. And now I got to put money on the credit card to get that tire paid up. So I'll go to work a little bit more to get that paid off till I get back in my comfort zone. So with network marketing, that's where you hear people talk about the why and your purpose is so big because you've got to have something to drive you out of that comfort zone because so that you don't sit there. And uh, when it's Saturday night, you know you should be going to that event and it's very easy to sit on the couch and watch TV. you got to have something that's going to drive you to that event, whether it's lifting weights, you know, anything that you want to do big in life, it's going to take, you got to go through some pain to get to that um, accomplishment. Uh, you got to have something that's going to drive you to that, whether you're having a good day or a bad day. And so um, uh, that's one of the things that I think is just so big when you start your business is you got to be really serious about how bad you want this. And and those people who achieve it, you know, you can learn the skills and you can tap, tap in. I mean, let's face it, Simon, people go on your site and they hear great interviews. I just saw the other day Michelle Barnes was on here. You've had so many others that people get that for free. They just get to go in there and get this free information. And I can promise you in the tanning world – uh, to get that kind of information back in the day, I'd pay three, four, five thousand dollars to talk to an expert, to someone who had success that I wanted. Right? I mean, you had to pay for that. Nobody's giving it to you for free because they're all competitors. But here in this in this model that we have right here, you have so many people willing to share and willing, just like you, and you've created a culture here that lets so many people share in together uh, to achieve success. So that really makes it beneficial for everyone. The comfort zone is like the scariest, the most dangerous place, right? So you're successful and you still like to answer Chester, your question on Facebook Live. By the way, if this is good, please share. Give us some thumbs up. I think people who are doing business part-time, they need to hear from Dennis. He's got such wisdom here to share. So please share this and like this. Um, how, what motivates you and what do you do to keep yourself outside the comfort zone every day? Because I know it's very easy to fall in that trap. You've earned millions, you're very comfortable, you're very successful, but you're still learning. Well, what, what do you do every day to force yourself being uncomfortable? Well, I can tell you there was a, um, some people might fall in this trap. There was a year where, where um, I'd say my biggest success in network marketing had been the first meeting I went to, I was on the back row of several thousand people. I was on the very back row. Then one year later, I was actually on stage getting recognized and speaking. 
And so that was just a great accomplishment. I could, I mean, I did more than I thought I could do. But then I spent the next year sort of being a celebrity. You know, everybody's calling me, talking, and I just, I was happy to help. But a year later, I had not rank advanced at all. I was at the same place I was a year earlier. I was just a year older. Okay. And that was because I was just fell in this leadership role. I wasn't developing leaders. I was just giving out advice. So I was like a celebrity. And so I learned from that, that boy, you really do have to do things that duplicate. You can't just sit back and, and give out advice. You got to go back to work. And so I did. And so that kind of taught me uh, that comfort zone right there for that year taught me that, man, a year later, I'm kind of embarrassed that I've not grown my business when I know I'm capable of doing more. And then Knowing that life's like a moving parade, it don't just always stay the same. You know, blockbusters still probably looking around going, what happened? You know, uh, you got to be you got to pretend that tomorrow this could be over. So if this was the last day you had to work your business, how hard would you work it? You know, back eight, nine years ago, the tanning industry, you know, everybody was getting in the tanning industry. But then when you had the tan tax and then with the you know, Obamacare, certain things that hit the business. Right now, tanning salons in America have dropped from 25000 to a little over 9000 in the last eight years. So it's not easy street anymore. You really have to work. You've got to differentiate yourself. You've got to know what you're doing. And it's, it's really serious. And people have lost their life savings that were invested in it. So you've got to understand that nothing's a given. And so that sort of keeps you, I think you always should be a little bit nervous and looking to uh, get your skills, be better tomorrow than you are today. And there's so many avenues where you can learn and just get into action and take the knowledge and put it in, into action. Uh, that that's what keeps me on on edge and try to keep try to keep myself sharp by just constantly you know doing a little bit more today than I did yesterday and learning to do it a little bit better and passing that on to other people as we try to build our business. You also lead greatly by example for ML Nation. If you don't know, I met Dennis through uh, John and Nadia Melton at the Ray Higdon event. Uh, it was like about a month ago in September. And so here's an example of a guy who's made millions and still investing his time and money to go to attend training events. Talk a little bit about events and your personal development routine and why, um, what are you working on right now? What do you want to learn right now? Well, I've been to, gosh, Tony Robbins events, several of them, uh, Jay Abraham events, kind of you spend maybe $15,000 to go just to have a guy tell you you're 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 not the smartest guy in the world. I mean, it's hilarious to put you on these hot seats, and they just basically pick on you for thirty minutes. They're like, I can't believe I paid for this, right? So uh, when I went to the Ray Higdon event, and I joined his Diamond Club there, part of it was because of what I learned from Ray, but it was really the people around. Like when I met you, Simon, and the other people you come in contact with, and John and Nadia are great examples of people who are very giving uh, of themselves. And he's the one who actually invited me to the event. And so once I got around those people, I saw this is a way to just continue my career and to take it up a notch by being picking up some of the, you know, picking the brains of some of these people who have achieved more than I have and have been in it longer and uh, have done some things that I would like to do. So model some of their behavior. So that's, you know, part of the things that, that I enjoyed about it. And, and I guess as I've been training with Ray and I'll be on a call with him after this is the niche that I'm trying to fit into this business is, um, no one ever asked me about network marketing. I look back at it and I had some friends, but I thought, I wonder why no one ever asked me to be in the business. And I think it was because I was a traditional business owner. They thought, well, he owns all these tanning slots. He's not going to have time for this. But what they don't realize is the greatest thing that we, so many of us love about network marketing is that residual income, that you do something one time and get paid on it over and over again. And when I built my tanning salons, and the reason they've done so well is we did not copy the tanning model. We copied the health club model, a membership so that you would pay a membership 
And then you would continue to pay that month after month after month. And so we've done that. We've had members been with us for over 20 years continuing to pay monthly. And so that's how we built that business. So I loved network marketing, the same thing, because of that residual income. And to this day, my initial company that literally got shut down for a temporary period of time, then they were able to come back sort of like a shell of their former self. But to this day, over a year and a half later, not being in that business, I still get a check every week. And I just think that's remarkable that that much time has gone by and yet still getting a check each week. And so that's the great thing about this industry is that you can do a job one time and get paid on it over and over and over again. That is very, very inspiring. Um, so what are you working on nowadays? I know this is a good plug for Ray Higgins' mastermind program, which we're both in the Diamond Mastermind. We're, we're investing. By the way, that is so important. I think for sometimes people go to conferences, go to events, and it's what they learn. It's not really what you learn. It's the people you meet for me to meet Dennis out there is worth so much more than like sitting there and taking notes. Right? Go to events. You know what it is. It's all about people. So what are you working on? What are some big projects you are uh, you really working on? Well, to be honest with you, it's also it's learning about how to brand myself and how to uh, build online and creating that culture just like you're doing with the MLM Nation. You know, you're very comfortable online. I, I know you have all your tools and things you use, and it's just like nothing to you. To me, a lot of this is big stuff. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? Uh, if we were talking about opening a tanning salon or dealing with traditional business, traditional marketing, running ads, whether it's through TV, radio, billboard, whatever, I've got that pretty much down. I'm very comfortable in that arena. You know, I could talk all day. And the big mistake a lot of people make and I make is, is to stay in your comfort zone. Like, okay, let's talk about this. I'm, I'm an expert on this subject. But what I've done with Ray and with you guys is get myself in uncomfortable territory, you know, where I'm learning how to do better online Facebook lives and things of this nature that wasn't, you know, commonplace for me so that I can get very comfortable with the online way of doing business. Because just like in my tanning business, we do so much now advertising online. We know that's the direction so many things are going. And so we need to learn how to do it better and be more efficient at it so that I can duplicate those uh, actions and pass it on to my team to help them build their business bigger and better. So um, that's where I'm trying to learn a lot of different avenues in this industry. And so when I invested in the Diamond Club, it was sort of like my way of making uh, a determination, sort of the line in the sand that this over the next few years is where I want to spend my time and effort uh, to build growing. Because in the tanning world, it is pretty much a stagnant business, doing well, thank God, uh, doing great. But it's not an industry that I see is exploding in the future. Whereas in this industry, you get really good at these tools and branding yourself you you know, if you've got a good company, you can do well with it. If something ever was to happen to your company or, or your products, uh, you still have that same skill set that will help you. Because when we had when we were forced to change companies, uh, John and I and several other JD and several leaders, we had immediate success, not because we were some experts on the product, but because we had people who knew us and they sort of knew what to expect. And so our our brand sort of carried itself. And we when we went to the new company, uh, we had a lot of people that uh, joined our team, and we started building uh, the same way again. And uh, we had some immediate success because of, of what we had done in the past. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to my favorite question. And what is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point that most people quit, but you stayed in there. And because of that, you are where you are today. Well, it was... Um, <clears throat> It was when we got a call around midnight on, I think it was like a Wednesday night or Thursday night, and was told our company had been closed down. And we literally, I thought it was a joke. And I remember going to bed, telling my wife that, and she kind of, okay, good night. It didn't take it serious at all. The next morning we wake up and it's still closed. 
And so we just sort of, we didn't do anything. There were people jumping ship, jumping with other companies the very next day. You were reading about it in, in Business for Home and other places. But we didn't do anything for about a month. We sat there and just tried to think, okay, is this for real? And how is this going to turn out? And so in the end, that company is still in business, thank God. But the way they did business was totally changed. And here again, we were a, sort of an innocent byproduct in that had nothing to do with any any of the regulations or anything that was handed down. It had nothing to do with our team. So you could always you know feel sorry for yourself and say, that's not fair. But I mean, I felt sorry for the company itself because of what they lost. But for all of us, our income stopped overnight. So it was just it was cut off. But the nice thing was, since we'd always done it part time, you know, we missed that income definitely. But we knew that, you know, hey, we still had a traditional business. We had put a lot of money away. So we were in good shape. Some of our team wasn't, though. The people that were just making maybe a thousand a month, they really got hurt because they were really used to, you know, they were, that was helping with their car payment or their house payment. So eventually, when we started looking around, we had to look around for another company and we literally visited a lot before we finally made the decision. And it was just, going to a place where we could grow. But that was the toughest time because you were literally having people, you know, the ones that maybe, you know, they don't wish you well, and they're kind of getting a little bit of excitement that you failed. Um, and I've always thought that was strange because I remember back when I was in, in school, middle school, and if I failed a test and I come home and tell my mom that everybody else failed, that didn't change anything. You know, I was still getting grounded. She could care less if Bob and Mary failed the test. It was Dennis failed it, so you're in trouble. So, but yet some people would take a little glee that uh, I knew that wasn't going to work, not realizing that we had earned incredible income and that we still had the same skill sets that we had learned through that business that are priceless, plus the relationships were the biggest of all. That's how I met my wife. So I would take nothing, I would do it all over again in a second, even though it ended badly because we were able to start right back up with a new company. Within 60 days, we had replaced our income and had grown a big business again. And uh, it was because we knew what we were to do. But that was the darkest point that night when that happened. Because that's, like I said, I was, uh, I, I never dreamed something like that could even happen. But I guess, you know, in, in the blockbuster world out there, it can happen to any company. Traditional networking doesn't matter. Uh, a company can go out of business. But if you've got the ability to produce inside you, if you've got a skill set, you can take that, you can take you somewhere else and continue to perform and have success. I think that's an important lesson to emphasize is that, you know, unlike a job, everything that you said, uh, all industries, anything, anything go out of business. Blockbuster video was 20 years ago, the big thing, and it went out of business. I mean, that could be like, it could mean like Amazon could go out of business 20 years from now. I mean, people don't think Amazon could go out of business just like 20 years ago. No one would have thought Blockbuster would go out of business, right? But I think the beautiful part of this, when something happens in the marketing company, you learn to sell yourself and brand yourself. And like you said, within a very short time, you were able to replace that income. And uh, what else, you know, what, if you had a job, what else could you do, right? Here's something you've grown yourself in your leadership, and no one can take that away from you. Exactly. What was the like, um, turning point, aha moment, that really helped you explode your business? Like, and you're doing this part-time, you made $2 million, you had some success. Uh, what was it an event you went to or something you read or a mentor told you something that afterwards it really, really took off for you? Well, I started studying some of the people that had the biggest successes and I was uh, and I started learning from other industries, not just networking. I'd say, you know, I've always liked to look at industries that might have nothing to do with us, but say maybe what can I learn from the automobile industry? What can I learn from some other industry? And one of the things with networking that was so important was that word duplication. You hear it so much that it's just in one ear out the other. 
And for most of the time, it meant nothing to me. I was like, okay, yeah, I understand. Duplicate, duplicate. I hear it all the time. But that year that I told you that I plateaued, that's exactly what happened. I wasn't duplicating. You know, in other words, if you had somebody for me to talk to, Simon, I'd jump on the phone and talk for 30 minutes and find out that they had no interest in our business. Instead of saying, okay, Simon, what you need to do first is let them sample the product or let them watch this video. If they still have interest, at that time, that's three-way call. There was a certain, you know, we had a certain method in our last company way to do things. But when you become like a celebrity, you can shortchange that and say, well, I'll talk to everybody and you can waste a lot of time and all of a sudden your business is not growing and you're really not helping anybody out. So when I got back to that duplication model and said, okay, instead of myself speaking so much, let's let the tools do the work and let's show that anybody can do this. Because, you know, if you went and saw Tony Robbins speak and you thought I got to be like that, you'd probably never try so when you can show somebody that maybe is not good on stage or maybe not comfortable on stage, but yet they build a big business, boy, that's that's when it's exciting because people look at that person and say, if they can do it, I can do it. And so that next year, once I learned that hard lesson, my business started growing again for myself and for others. And so that was the big aha moment for me is that you've got to let use the tools that are available to you, listen to the mentors, stay involved, you know, and uh, do something a little bit every day to move your business forward. And then, of course, uh, as you grow into a business, when you hit certain levels and you're making, let's say, 50000 or 100000 a year, you've, you've achieved greatness. You can stay there and you will just get stuck there, which is nothing wrong with that level. But if you want to take it up another level, now you got to take your skill set up a little bit uh, more. You know, it's like you know, six years ago, I would not have known, Simon, anything about MLM Nation or any that there was a source like that available. But as I've been in the business more, uh, you know, you learn a little bit more. And I remember seeing you and uh, at that event, I knew about MLM nation and I saw you in person there and John Melton pointed you out to me. I said, Oh my gosh, yeah, I've seen this guy uh, by tone, you know, like, like a celebrity. And that's the funny thing is uh, to people who in our, in our industry, you'll see other people at an event and they're almost like, you know, a rock star to you because you're like, man, I've seen this person so many times and now you're meeting them in person. And uh, it's exciting uh, to be able to, you know, to exchange ideas with that person and build those relationships that you know will help you later on in life. Mm. We have a good question from uh, Chester Lim out there on the Facebook Live. And based on your expertise and experience, what are some things that you look for when you decide on a company? So before you chose your new home, right? Uh, and by the way, you still get paid in your first company right now. So resi- that's residual income. You're not building it anymore. So what made you decide, what are some factors you lose when you choose the network marketing company? Well, I do believe if you'd asked me that seven years ago, I was—I mean, I probably could have been persuaded with uh, whoever paid the most or who I thought paid the most. But as I got started in the business, it was because of a drink that I saw looked kind of cool. The person responded back to me. I said, can I taste it? And I didn't know how to build anything. They sent it to me and I tried it. I loved it. And that's what got started because of, uh, of that drink. And, and I promise you, the first year I built I couldn't tell you how I got paid, you know, how the pay plan worked. I just knew that it was to me. I just sold the drink is the way I was looking at it. sort of like a retailer. Uh, and then I sort of learned the nuances of uh, network marketing. So I think in the beginning, what you have to do when you're looking for a company, because my gosh, there's thousands of companies out there and a lot of them are great. But I like to look for something that, number one, that I can really believe in the product. And unfortunately, in network marketing, like any other business, you can have like, let's say, a sub shop. I mean, you could, there's like 10,000 sub shops out there. So which one do you, if you like sub sandwiches, which one would you open as a franchise? Well, you've got, to, I, I think about, let's say you opened up a Subway and then all of a sudden you've invested all your money. Then the next day you see uh, Jared on the front page of every newspaper. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I invested in this 
Subway franchise and I got all this negative press. So you never know what's going to happen. But if you believe in the product enough, you, you weather the storms. And so I, um, I think the first thing I look at when I'm looking at a company is leadership. Is I say, okay, do I trust these people that are leading the company? Because I think that's gonna that's gonna trump everything. You know, don't bet on the horse, bet on the jockey. I think if you got the right leadership, they can they're gonna weather any storms that might come. And then I look at the product offerings. You know, is this something that's gonna grow? Is it, is it a product line that's going to uh, expand? Like in the tanning world, for instance, right now we have a lot of spy equipment that we didn't have ten years ago. And why did we do that? Well, we wanted to attract a bigger pie because the tanning pie was very limited. And so we said, we're going to have to attract more people. So now we bring in all these spa equipments and, and so forth that still is not too far, too far away from what our core customers want. And so I go into a business that has a product line that I think uh, that there's enough audience out there for it that I can scale it up and make some, extra, some good income for myself and for my team, the people that I invite in that business. And I believe in the leadership. And then, of course, you know, it helps they have a little bit of a track record. Uh, to fall back on as well, whether they're, you know, I, I couldn't tell you whether it's better to go with a company that's 50 years old or a company that's one year old. We know a startup has a little bit more, a lot more risk than someone who's uh, stable. But in any case, I start with that leaders, the leaders, and then I start looking at the product and then maybe the, um, uh, their systems in place. And then probably lastly is the compensation plan, even though that's probably the one thing that gets people excited. Because that compensation plan, it'll take care of itself if all the other factors are in place. The leaders know they've got to grow their business. And if you've got a great product that people will try and use, and not just because they're getting paid, that they, they like the product, uh, then you've got something that can have some stickiness to it and get that residual. And then that's what it's all about. Because you only get a residual income check if the company's in business, number one, and the people are still buying the product. So I don't care how much people pay you. But if I told you I, uh, I'd let you open up your own uh, Blockbuster store for 5000 bucks, well, who wants to open one? You know, it's going to go broke. Uh, so it's got to be a product that you, you feel passionate about. If you're passionate about the product and you've got good leadership, well, then you're pretty much uh, on your way there as long as they've got a good training system that you can learn from. And then, of course, it's, uh, Simon, it's whether you're a veteran in the industry and you know your stuff and you can sort of take it yourself or if you're someone brand new. If I'm brand new and never done it before, I'm definitely looking for a company that's got some good tools available for me that will help me uh, scale my way up in the business. What can a dollar get you nowadays? Definitely not Starbucks and probably not even a bagel with cream cheese. Your best a dollar investment is a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. For just $1, you can have access to all my implementation guide trainings, such as how to create shareable social media posts, how to run your first home meeting, how to do your first one-on-one meeting, and much more for just one buck. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you can get them all for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. That is MLMNationInsider.com. As we go towards the end of the show, you've been amazing, Dan. Some really quick questions to pick your brain, Okay. Uh, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Well, this is one I learned from Jay Abraham years ago, and it's and it's not really that motivational of a quote, but it really rings true. It says, "People are silently begging to be led." And um, when you think about it, many times, if Simon, if I'm trying to attract you into our business, and if I if I'm not 100% committed. You're probably going to walk away and not get involved. I've got to be I got to be the belief enough for you and me both because you're looking you're looking to be led to a right. Nobody wants to make a mistake and everybody's scared to 
to give the wrong answer, make that mistake. So you want the assurance from me that this is a good decision you're making. So I believe people are silently wanting someone to lead them to a right conclusion, to a right decision. And I know in the retail world and the tanning world, we sell lotions. You know, the easy time we sell tanning lotions, if we got a sale, says 50% off or 25% off, very easy for our young ladies and young guys to sell lotions then. But the problem was we were never selling any when there wasn't a sale going on. And so we came up with this little phrase, have you seen this? And then we'd pull a lotion off the shelf. Well, that simple little four-word phrase changed the dynamics of our business huge. I mean, literally the, the volume of money we brought in just for that because it forced people into action. It forced them to put a lotion in your hand and start a conversation. So I think realizing that people are silently begging to be led, they are looking for something. And if they're having a conversation with you, chances are you know, they're looking for a plan B. They're looking for a better life. And you may have the answer for them, but you have to come across confident. You don't want to lie to them. You don't want to sit there and promise the world, but you have to come across confident that, hey, I'm going to be there for you. And if, I guess my biggest pet peeve I've learned in all the network marketing is that if you take the time to enroll someone or sponsor someone, you're, you're committed to that person. Just like a marriage. I mean, you're committed to that person. You do not enroll them and go look for the next one. You're like, I've got to grow this person like a brand new baby and they're not crawling yet. I've got to spend a little time with them. And the only time I would say vary from that is if that person's not willing to spend the time. But if they're willing to show up, you got to be there and show up for them because they've got their faith and belief in you. And you want to show them that was well trusted and well well put and is putting their faith into you. And you're going to lock arms with them step by step and help them achieve the levels they want to achieve. And as long as they're showing up, you want to assure them I'm going to show up here with you. So I'd have to say, you know, people are silently begging to be led is one of my favorites that I've gone through with. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Well, what I told you about blocking off time and treating the business like a real business, um, that's in, in network marketing, that's been huge. I, uh, you know, when I was selling, when I started out selling insurance, actually it's first, uh, career I ever had when I got out of college, graduated. And for the first five years, three or four years, it was great. And I remember, uh, I thought I was average. And one time the president of the company said I was the best he had ever hired. That next year I broke every sales record just because he talked so much faith into me. I literally exploded. I mean, I did things I never dreamed could be done. I was the youngest guy in the whole, in the whole in company. It's like a thousand people. But a couple years later, I found myself dead broke out of a job, living in a little trailer and bouncing checks. And you're like, how could that happen? I mean, the younger version of me was kicking butt. Well, I got away from the fire. I got, I got promoted into an area by myself. I did not have the grounding. So I started, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a drinker or a partier, but basically I, I got addicted to video games, things like Pac-Man, play it six, seven, eight hours a day and find myself not working. And pretty, pretty, pretty soon the income stopped coming in and I found myself in poverty and I lost it all. And from that, I thought, well, how did I do that? It was the bad habits I created just slowly every day, just a little bit more bad habit, a little more bad habit until it eventually got to the point where I was even scared to even think about calling anybody. My confidence was so low. And so one day, it's a story many people know me, they've heard. I found myself on, on a travel crew to work at this company. I was dead broke, in tears. I could not even afford a hotel room to stay in, so I slept in the back of my car. And I just looked up at the stars and prayed to God you know, to help me through this. And that next day, I went out there and started selling door to door. And that week, I made $1,500, which might as well have been $15 million to me because I was so in debt. The next week after that, I made about $1,800. And from that point on, that year, I made over $100,000. The next year, I broke $200,000. And from that point on, Simon, I was on my way. My confidence was up. And, uh, it's, and I saw the difference in when you have somebody that will talk faith into you and believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself. 
And then when you're not around that. And so when I find myself around people that are just talking negative, talking about the elections and they're complaining, I'm like, well, I can see myself just getting my attitude just dropping. Then I get around people like at that Ray Higdon event, people like you and they're like, Simon, I don't think I've seen you yet when you don't have a big smile on your face. You get around people like that, man, it just gets, it, it jacks you up and you get excited and get motivated and it just literally can turn your life around. Mm. And that's what's so exciting is how many people's lives, because my greatest moment personally was when I went from back road to, to the stage and then of course meeting my wife. But I guess probably the biggest success financially was when I saw the first person I enrolled in that business when he was able to move his house out of, he said, he said the ghetto area, where he had a little house, to his dream house because of that industry and because of that decision. And me knowing that I had a little part in that, and it was his hard work, but I had a little part in that, that now he lives in his dream house and changed the future of his whole family. Uh, that's something that, boy, that's worth all the money you can possibly make for yourself is when you see something like that happen. Fantastic! Hey, uh, thank you so much for your time. I know your time is super valuable. Uh, we're gonna wrap. We gotta wrap up in five minutes. So I'm gonna some. So these uh, questions, you can just give quick answers. Okay, you've been so good. What's the best piece of advice? And you can answer in one sentence or two sentences. What's the best piece of advice you ever received, Dennis? Well, my dad told me a long time ago. He said, uh, "When there's everything to gain and virtually nothing to lose by trying, by all means try." So, in other words, network marketing gives you a great industry where you can learn learn your shops as far as business goes with very little risk so by all means give it a go give it a try and see how you do and uh you'll pick up a lot of knowledge along the way regardless what's your what's your favorite prospecting tool so say someone uh, is a qualified prospect do you send like a video or do you do a belly to belly flip chart or what do you like to use to present well I, i do uh we do a broadcast here once a week from our location here in virginia beach but our, our biggest thing is I like to send a little video, a little teaser of some kind, or maybe a product sample just to, to open that conversation. Then I like to use a little video to see if there's before, you know, it's almost like a, like having a cup of coffee on a date before you ever have a real date. So it's like a little teaser to see if there's any interest. And then if they're still interested at that point saying, yeah, I want to take a look, then I'm going to give them a full-fledged presentation, which we do. Uh, we do it through broadcast or we can do it face-to-face. There's a num- numerous ways to do that or use some tools. But at that point in time, go into a full presentation. Do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite app on your phone or an online resource uh, like Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? Well, I, um, you know, uh, I like some of the things that I like. I love to jump on. Uh, we have a Google Drive here that we're able to, to attach everything to. Uh, in our office to get to do slides and send things out for people who want to use some resources we have. But I uh, just like the audible on your phone, things of this nature where you can take that time when you're driving in your car and turn it into a, you know, uh, a learning uh, experience where you can pick up things like that. I love that. That uh, word swag is a little app I just picked up the other day, which I think is kind of cool. That's, I picked that up from Nadia Melton uh, where she posts something on Facebook and it looks really, really cool. And there's an app called word swag and it can take you just your normal little quote that I would put up that, looks pretty generic and all of a sudden make it look cool. So all of a sudden they might think, well, you know, maybe Dennis has a, has a, a C plus education instead of a C minus, you know, <laughs> that make you look a little bit smarter. What's one book you could recommend to ML nation? Well, two books that I, I would say as far as business goes, is blue ocean strategy. That's uh, my favorite because I, and that book was written about 2005 and I think they got an updated version came out last year. But it just literally says most people are fighting red oceans. You know, it's just like you got a sub shop, I got a sub shop. We're fighting over the same customers. 
Blue Ocean Strategy is about creating just like Netflix did, like Uber did. You create a whole new market, like Circus Soleil did with the circus. You create a whole new market, and we have the ability to do that with your skill sets, with your company that you work with in this industry is to think differently. Think about what am I going to bring to the table that's different than anybody else? Because, Simon, you know, let's say you are in this industry and you work for one particular company. Okay, and I wouldn't know what it is, but let's say you did. The fact that you have MLM Nation and you give so much and you give this platform to so many people is how you've differentiated yourself from everybody else out there. And so I love Blue Ocean Strategy because of what it teaches there. And then the other book that I love is Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. That's a book that uh, I, I found at a good time in my life. And it you know it starts out with it's not about you. So it kind of takes you off that pedestal real quick and lets you see, okay, what is my real purpose in life? What am I really trying to achieve? And that to me, sort of as a Christian, that set me on a good path when I read that book as well. So those are two of my favorites. Hey, thank you for sharing that. You know, Purpose Driven Life was the book that got me, uh, gave me my purpose to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And uh, for those who don't know, that's why I did network marketing. I was actually thinking of opening a sub shop, uh, but it was actually, I didn't have the money for it. But what really motivated for me, because I love coaching and mentoring, and this ultimately, this business, like you said, one of my pet peeves is signing up people, and I see people do this and don't train them. This business is really about coaching and mentoring, and that's why I do what I do. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, I love those two books. And it's definitely Blue Ocean. I read it in 06, I think, right when I was about to uh, open the Malaysia market again. Uh, it really makes you think differently. So thank you for sharing that. And MLM Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Now, Dennis, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Okay. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you know one. You, so you didn't know me, you didn't know anyone, you didn't know your wife, you didn't know your family, you didn't know anyone, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do to... Uh, build or first place you go to meet prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Well, I think I would take probably the advice that you're doing right now with what you're doing with your MLM nation. Uh, anybody that knows you, you can imagine tomorrow if you were starting a network marketing company yourself or going to work for one, you have given out so much value ahead of time that you would attract people. I remember back in the day when Eric Worre was having free content every other day, you'd have some kind of free video. And I said, who is this guy? And why is he, why is everything free? And now you look at him and what he, what he's able to achieve, but he gave first. So I think what I would start out doing is I wouldn't be starting out trying to enroll somebody day one. I think I would try to build relationships. I'd try to add value to the relationship. And then when the, when I felt the time was right and that I had, uh, you know, had a little bit, little trust in me and they, they believed enough in me as a friend or as, as someone who is out for their best interest as well. Then at that point in time, I could approach them uh, with an offer. And you know, rather than being, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And I think if your heart's in the right place and you're really looking out for that person, you want to add value. I, I think you only, uh, if, if whatever product I had or whatever company it was, I would look for people that that product was a good fit for, not for people who I can just get to sign up to make some money. And I think if my heart's in the right place, that that's what's going to literally uh, explode my business is people will realize, okay, I feel good attaching my brand to this guy because I know he's in, out for my best interest. And so that's where I would start is just uh, meeting people with just casual conversations and trying to add value into their lives before I approached as far as the opportunity. And as that happens, that can happen pretty quickly. Then I can uh, let them know, say, hey, this may or may not be for you. And I can approach them with the opportunity at that time. Hey, you've been awesome. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? 
Uh, they can connect with me. Uh, my email is DennisLiggin uh, at gmail.com, and uh, that's probably the easiest way. And um, I just say that the best advice I can give is just in this industry is people sometimes want to just – it's like how quick can I make it instead of how far can I go. And I, and I love the approach when I see people who – Get in this business part-time is why I love the part-time aspect of it. So you don't feel the pressure because when you've got too much pressure to make money, you're going to make wrong decisions for yourself and you're going to make wrong decisions for your team. So when you get in there with an act, and obviously I don't mean being lazy. I mean you want to go hardcore as, as much as you can. But when you're going part-time and you don't feel the pressure uh, for finances too quick, you can start thinking about how big can I build this? How, how much of an impact can I have? And I think that's when the maturity comes to network marketing, when it's no longer about how much money I can make, but how much impact you can have and how many people you can change lives. I know, Simon, for you and for people I met at that Ray Higdon event and some other events, you can tell the difference in people who are, are just out to make a bunch of money and others who, yeah, they know the money is going to be there. They're not really concerned about that, but they love the fact that they're able to impact lives and, and change people's lives and be a conduit for that. And so I think if you go into it with that, with that mindset to help people just like the purpose-driven life, you go in there with that mindset, all the other things are going to take care of themselves. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, for those on the Facebook Live feed, definitely connect with Dennis. I have tagged him on this post. And thank you, Dennis. Thank you for those kind words about ML Nation and what I do. I appreciate you. Uh, hey, ML Nation, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Dennis Ligon. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S. You see his profile come up right up. Check it out. Connect with them. Awesome leader. All the show notes and nuggets of wisdom will be there. And Dennis, thank you so much again. You know, in order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, Dennis, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Dennis, and God bless you. Thank you very much, Simon. Appreciate it. Do you want to know the foolproof follow-up formula or three elements of fast-growing organizations? or my cold market recruiting secrets, you can get these $47 courses along with all my other $47 trainings for only $1 by taking a 7-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. Go to MLMNationInsider.com for the special trial offer. Again, MLMNationInsider.com for the special $1 trial. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. Amazing show with Dennis Ligon. Make sure you connect with him. Thank him, thank him so much. Uh, from traditional business owner to MLM. And I think it's awesome just to hear the benefits of network marketing versus uh, a traditional business, okay? And this guy built, a, made $2 million part-time, okay? $2 million, it took him seven years, but part-time, you can do the math, a six-figure income, and the reason he did it was residual income. Definitely reach out to Dennis, go to mlnation.net, Go on a search bar, look for Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, and the last name, Ligon, L-I-G-O-N, will automatically come up, reach out to him, connect with him. And actually, talk about the importance of going to events. I met Dennis at a, a generic event, at Ray Higdon's event out in September. That's what tells you, you have to go to events, okay? It doesn't matter how much, you don't have money or whatever, you have to go to events, uh, make it happen. And all top earners, even someone that's earned over $2 million as an event, that's how, and we're in, the, we're in the same mastermind. We invest back in ourselves, that's how we connected and bonded. And thanks to John and Nadia Melton, who's also been on the show, for connecting us. So, a couple of things, he's like, the reason why he became successful is he took a business approach. And talking to really reminded of me, because I, a lot of people, you, out there listening or watching, you treat your business like a hobby. 
It's a business. Network marketing is a business. You tell people you have a million dollar business. You do not tell people you have a million dollar hobby. You have a business, right? And so Dan is treated like a business because he researched into it. He joined because he wanted residual income. And he was in the tanning salon business. And, you know, a tanning salon, you invest, you invest money, you're stuck. You can't quit. And so that's the approach. He invested, like he said, he took him six years to get his money back. And network marketing took him six days he got his money back. So in traditional business, once you sink the money in, you can't quit. You're stuck with it. You got to keep going. And that's the approach, right? He didn't say, oh, let's go to something else. Let's go to another company. Or let's go to this. No, he's, you, you know, he invested all that money six years to get his tradition, his uh, spa business, his tanning salon, spa business back. But in network marketing, the same thing, using that same approach. You, once you're in, you're all in. It's life or death. You got to make it happen. Right? He sunk all that in. So it's like traditional business too. Another th- aha moment is, you know, if you close, you're screwed. Like if a bad weather, snowstorm, you close, you're going to lose tons of money. But how many of you out there, your, your MLM business, you're closed. You're not building the business. Every day you're not prospecting. Your business is closed. It's just like this Dennis's uh, spa business. Bad weather, closed, zero money. And then it gets stressful. He's got bills to pay. Right, but what about you? In your business, are you prospecting every day? Is your business open or is it closed? Right, and you got to number three is you got to treat it like a job. I love that. Treat it like a job. Every Saturday night, you had a home meeting. Consistency. Treat it like a job. Every Saturday night, treat it like a home meeting. Showing up, showing up, showing up. You know, we love to be our own boss, but we hate to be our own employee. So thank you, Dennis, for reminding us about that. You know. You got to go outside your comfort zone, right? And he talked about that. The, how comfortable you are determines how, how uncomfortable you can get, depends on how, what type of income you are. Get outside your comfort zone. And even Dennis right now, we're talking about importance of investing in yourself. Uh, he and I met, right, uh, at a mastermind. He's investing in himself. He's putting himself outside the comfort zone, working in his online marketing. And you want to always be nervous. Always be nervous. That's another thing. Things may not last, right? Always want to be pushing, you got some momentum in your business, don't stop. Because he stopped. And then stop. And then your income's gonna stop. Things may not last. So you, and the only thing that will last is what you learn up here. That's good. No one can take it from you. Right? And for him, his company actually had some issues with FTC got shut down da- shut down for a little bit. Uh, but the good thing the company's back up, but he still earns residual from that business. Okay. And then you went to start another business. Okay, you always start now a couple of things to choosing a network marketing company. If you're actually in that uh, between choosing, you come ahead issues, right? Uh, number one, you got to, um, this is really helpful. Okay. Number one is, and I think it's important. Once you build it once, doesn't matter what happens. This is real security, right? At a job, you lose a job. You're depending on someone else. Network marketing company. You know, I love you. You probably were the best company, but you never know. Something may happen. By the way, give me some thumbs up and hearts if you feel this is important, right? This is a good message. doesn't matter what happens. You have it up in your brain. No one can take that from you. And you can produce once, you can produce it again and again and again. And so if you're looking for something, something happened to your company, great tips. Number one, you got to be passionate about the product. Now, I absolutely agree. Number two is the leadership of the company. Does the company run by ethical leaders? Because if they're not, it's like, you know, you're looking for the best jockey, not the best horse, right? Bad jockey, you're still going to lose. Number three, you got to believe in a product that can be expandable. It's a huge market. It's not on your passion by the product, but does have potential for the product in the marketplace. Number four, the system's got to be in place. That's why joining the right leader is important. Number five, compensation. 
And he actually admitted that when he first joined, it was about compensation. But then it was just not about compensation. It was really about all the other factors uh, because if the other four factors are not there, the pay plan is not going to last, right? And number six, it is the ability to scale. Moving on, people are always, this is a big aha moment. Write this down. People are always waiting to be led. People out there are waiting to be led. They want to be led, right? So be that leader. Be confident. That's what you got to be confident. People are waiting to be led out there. Most people out there walking through, they're waiting to be led. So be that leader. Next thing is, when you, you got to have faith in people. He shared about how he made a lot of money, he lost the door. It wasn't just one person had faith in him that he turned his life around. You always got to, as a leader, you got to believe in people because most people don't believe in themselves. Okay? And, you know, in this business, you have everything to gain. He says his father told told him, everything to gain and nothing to lose. That's why you got to, why don't you give it a try? Just go there and give it, right? That's a great way to uh, get a prospect to sign. You have everything to gain, very little to lose. Why don't you give it a try? And the last thing, a big aha moment for us, most people, you, and most of you watching here, you're thinking, how quickly can I make it? Instead, you can ask yourself, how far can I go? Ask yourself, how far can you go? That's the main question you got to focus on. Not how quickly I can make it, but how far. Okay, so don't when you get how far you can go, you don't worry about going too full time too quickly. And you start thinking about what type of impact you can make on this world through this business. So great show, Dennis Ligon. Make sure you connect with him. Uh, for those who are watching on Facebook Live, you can go to the ML Nation page. You can watch it again for what you missed yesterday. Amazing show. And uh, reach out to him. Okay, definitely reach out to him. Awesome leader, awesome guy. Um, I'm super excited to be spending more time with him this year. We're in the same mastermind group and coaching group. Um, and ML Nation, if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot to us, uh, uh, not just to us, but the entire MLM community so people can find this good training and builds belief. We need more people out there to know about what this profession is. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Not just doing it for you or for us, but for other people out there. The more we, reviews we get, the more MLM looks better on Apple and iTunes. So please subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. I'll definitely thank you again for Dennis. I'm Simon Channel Loud and proud to be in network marketing. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you.